When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Where you want to start with the insider cam again, you can get over to Horns 24-7. Uh, it is, it's, it's either that or the Ethel Horton commitment that is our lead story on the site right now. If not, I'll go ahead and make the insider our lead story just so everybody can get over there and follow it. An easy place to find it. Uh, where you want to start, Cam? You just you play point guard here, and we'll we'll discuss whatever. So it's kind of in the, the heart of this article, but for me, it's – the offensive line and how it's kind of come into come into shape here. So it sounds like from from this piece that right now Cole Hudson has been taking snaps at center, mixing with Jake Majors and then also the Westlake product Connor Robertson, who's coming up, believe a wrist injury, wrist surgery. He's mm-hmm. also taking snaps at center. But it looks like right now that the offensive line you're going to have Kelvin Banks at left tackle. Hayden Connor at left guard, which we kind of knew going in. Center mm-hmm. position, we thought it would be Jake Majors, but looks like it's going to be Cole, Cole Hudson, and that means that right guard spot probably going to be DJ Campbell, which is huge because he was the one guy we figured, how is he going to get on the field? Because he looked really good against Washington uh, in the bowl game. Uh, another spring practice, you figured he was eventually going to put himself in the starting rotation. Looks like he already has it right guard, of course, with Christian Jones at right tackle. Yeah, uh, the the Hudson thing working at center is interesting, and, and I don't know, I don't know if camp, camp is probably not enough time. Just in my head, camp is probably not enough time for him to overtake Jake Majors. But I think if you look down further in that camp, I think that is preparing for the fact like Jake Majors could be done after this year, mm-hmm. like whether he pursues an opportunity you know, playing professionally or just decides to move on whatever's next. I mean, Jake's he hasn't already. He's getting to the point where he's graduating. So at that point, it's guys decide, hey, maybe I'll grad transfer, maybe I'm just done, take a shot at pro football, whatever. I think this is them saying, you know, Cole Hudson's still one of our best five, but so is DJ Campbell. Maybe get DJ Campbell, just keep him working at right guard and see if maybe in 2024 – if Cole Hudson could be your center, so if Week One was today, who do you think would be the starting? Five? I think it'd be. Uh, I think it'd be left to right. I think it would be Banks, Connor, Majors, probably Campbell and Jones. Wow. Okay. But it does seem like from from this piece from Chip Brown that Kyle Flood likes to have three centers, and that's because mm-hmm. with this move to the SEC, you know the the biggest gap from the SEC, the other. You know, regions, other conferences is there is no one like defensive tackles in the SEC. No, so that man. means you got to have big, strong centers. And I think that's been, I don't know, if it's been an issue, Jeff, but I can't remember the last big physical center. I mean, I don't know, Dominic Espinoza and Dom was in the probably the three, the mid three hundreds, like three ten ish. Okay, so but yeah, he wasn't. Really, it wasn't like, and I like Dom, but it wasn't like he was just yeah overpowering. Yeah. Um, Lyle Sinline was a different kind of center. That was 09. Yeah. No, actually, Lyle Sinline was 0506. Lyle Sinline was only the starting center for two years. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, Chris Hall was another. He wasn't, I wouldn't say Chris Hall was just overpowered, just mauled dudes at the point of attack. Uh, I'm trying to think. Just running through my head. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, the closest thing Texas has had to that, again, Lyle Sinline was a multi-year pro in the NFL, was a different kind of center. I mean, dude, is it Zach Shackelford? Yeah, that's probably it. You know? He was were, the most consistent. Yeah, yeah, and it just injuries kind of piled up on him, and he had a little cup of coffee in the NFL with, with Tampa in a preseason. But, yeah, and, and, you know, there's been guys they've recruited um, that they thought had a chance to, to be centers. I mean, Trey Hopkins was recruited back in 2010 with the thought that maybe he could play center. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, a thought that maybe, maybe Connor Williams could work some center. And it's funny because both those guys play center in the NFL. Yeah, it just so happened, though, that Connor Williams, there was just such a need at left tackle. I mean, yeah. he was he was with the ones his first spring, and it's like, wow, Connor Williams must be pretty good. And you're looking around like, dude. There's literally nobody yet. like who's gonna who's gonna step up and take his job. There was nobody at the time capable of doing that. Uh, the offensive line depth was far cry then from where it is now. Uh, yeah, I think this is more about getting figuring out who your center of the future is going to be, mm-hmm. and I think that that's an interesting deal with because you know Hudson can play guard, so I think it's about manufacturing depth, looking to the future a little bit, and. The other thing, backup center is one of those positions. You never think about it until something happens to your starter. If something happens to Jake Majors, who's the guy that's going to go into a game? I think at that point, the staff, it sounds like they probably might want it to be Cole Hudson, but it could be Connor Robertson. Hayden Connors worked a little bit of center. If you remember, and I don't think we ever really saw it outside of maybe a spring game, like Junior Angulao for the last couple of years worked center. Mm-hmm. We just never, I think, just wanted to get him used to snapping the ball and see, you know, if it came to that, he could, you went down a couple centers, you at least have somebody that, you felt confident could execute a snap, but yeah, I, I think that's true. Like, and if you watch pregame warmups too, you'll see like three or four centers out with the quarterbacks. So they've got guys. They always like having guys. Kyle Flood does it. Uh, Kyle Flood and Sark that can snap the ball that are capable of it. So curious to see what happens then in in fall camp with that. Yeah. The other big thing from this piece, I think, was hearing the reports about Fernan Broughton, Alfred Collins, how they're treating this season. Even Xavier Worthy, the the term used from Chip Brown's source. Contract contract year. year, yeah. And did Alfred Collins, it's never been about talent with him. It's never been about measurables. It's just, can he put it all together? And Broughton a little bit the same. I, I remember, it's funny, because Vernon Broughton committed to Texas, so Vernon Broughton was class of 2020. So this would have been Big 12 media days back in 2019 when he committed. And I remember saying at the time, you know, Broughton, and then it, you know we knew they were in on Alfred Collins at that point. I'm like, don't. These are the kind of guys that you you go win high leverage football games with these guys on the interior. And we've seen them flash that ability. But have they shown it on a down to down basis consistently? No. My big concern with the defensive line, and again, this is part of it in the insider too, the total package that you get with Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy, not just the skills on the field, the skill sets and the motors and, and everything that comes with those guys, but their leadership too. It's kind of more of a got more of an edge to it in terms of their leadership. You know what you're going to get from those guys every snap, and I'm not so I'm not worried at all about uh, Sweat and Murphy being able to replace what you lost with Coburn and Ojomo. I'm worried about Ken Collins and Broughton with Trill Carter mixed in, and maybe a Aaron Bryant or. Zach Swanson, one of those young guys, Jeray Bledsoe maybe situationally, can the rest of those guys give you what Sweat and Murphy and on down the depth chart gave you last year? 
That's what I don't know about this D-tackle room yet. That's why it's pivotal. If you can be legitimately too deep at the defensive tackle spots, you should have, once again, one of the better interior D-line groups in the country. It sounds like Bo Davis and PK are confident, though, in this heavy D-line package. I think uh, in the piece it's T-Sweat, Murphy, uh, possibly maybe even Sadir Mitchell coming in four guys mm-hmm. who are going to be big on you know short yardage or red zone situations, Sweat, Murphy, Collins, and Broughton. Yeah, that makes sense because Collins has played wider shades. Uh, Broughton played some of that in high school, not so much since he's been at Texas. But, yeah, that, that makes sense. But the edges is the one part. Is that what you're probably – most curious about coming out of fall camp? Just the, the edges. Ed, just the edge spot opposite of Sorrell. I mean, I, I feel good about Baron Sorrell. Baron Sorrell had a really productive year last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that other edge spot. And, again, I think you probably moneyball it a little bit, just maybe on an opponent-by-opponent opponent basis, figure out whether it needs to be a little bit more Ethan Burke and, and maybe Colton Vosick that week, maybe a little more Finkley and Tap, maybe a little more Bledsoe if you're playing a, a Kansas State or an Iowa State that utilizes bigger personnel that wants to get heavy on you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about that one a little bit just because, you know, can can somebody emerge? I mean, we talk about running back, right? Like, I, I think if a 1,000-yard back is going to emerge, I think it's going to be Brooks. If somebody at that end spot opposite of Sorrell has, pick a number, like five or more sacks, I don't know. I can't tell you right now who I think it's going to be. I don't have a good a good answer for you. One guy who's probably going to emerge will be Anthony Hill. And it sounds like he's going to take yeah. over that demo spot in the weak side. Um, we'll play in a lot of pass rush situations this season. Now it looks like now that maybe could, I'll just talk about edge. That could that could alleviate some of the problems. Yeah, but it does sound like so far from from spring and summer workouts, Anthony Hill is the guy that Texas thought he was going to be when he committed. I think he and and Leonga LaFowle both. I mean, I mentioned it back in the spring camp. You know, this staff. They everybody was focused on Anthony Hill, but with both of those guys, Hill and LaFowle, this staff felt like they hit two grand slams in recruiting. Like from day one, those guys were everything they thought they would be. Just in terms of the kind of dudes they recruited, type of athletes they are. And then once they got on once they got the pads on, once they got into spring practice, they realized, all right, these dudes can bring a little bit. Even even like what little we got to see during spring practice, we being the media, the little portions of practice that we were privy to. Uh, you could tell Leonga LaFowle, like, you could, you could see there was something there. Like, obviously, Anthony Hill's a guy that jumps off the screen, but you could see, like, yeah, there's something there with LaFowle. Uh, and we haven't even seen, you know, Samaje Burrell or the other guys. And, again, a guy yeah. a guy that I really like at linebacker still, man, I, I, still, I still think Maurice Blackwell is going to give this defense something of significance this year. It sounds like maybe him or David Benda could be in that will spot alongside Anthony Hill because I don't think Anthony Hill is going to be the every down – Starter for Texas in this first no, year. No, I don't. I wouldn't even. I don't even think he's. I don't even think he's going to start. Yeah. At the outset. So just, it might be what Mo Blackwell or David Benda. I don't even think Derek. If I remember right, I don't even think Derek Johnson started Game One as a true freshman. Granted, times were different back then. But again, going back to like the Connor Williams thing, Malik Jefferson did because no one else to you start. Didn't, you didn't have anybody else. That's it. That's all you had. Um, trying to think. Other really good, like Jordan Hicks didn't start as a freshman, but you still had you still had quality linebackers. You still had Manny Hacho and Keenan Robinson and so, and some other really good players, some depth guys at that position that have been around for a while. Um, anything else, Cam? Not from the piece uh, again. The Insider Horns two four seven dot com. Good stuff from Chip Brown. 
on it, but a lot of positivity from it. Now, of course, we could just be all drinking the Kool Aid. So trying to handle. It tastes good though, don't it? Tastes really good. Tastes, tastes damn good. Really good. And also that quote from Sark on Greg McElroy's podcast. Make sure you get the name for it in case y'all want to listen to it. Uh, Always College Football Podcast said that Jay Wood has kind of taken over the Roshan Johnson role of the team. Now, did you infer from that as like the leadership mm-hmm. aspect? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I would I wouldn't mind seeing Jay Wood come out of the backfield a little bit. Now, of course, with the with the running back room as big as it is, I understand. But no, I would I would try to figure out more ways to use Jay Wood. But yeah, that is talking more about the leadership aspect. But dude, if you got that weapon, utilize it, man. No, don't don't leave don't leave any meat on the bone. No stone unturned. <laughs>